Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. The Left Coast Gamblers. Another week, week nine, halfway point of the season. We are ready to dive in and win some more money for you and for us because on this show, we are winning money. Tony Cavallo, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crooks, and Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. And if you listen into my voice, you know I am back. I am back in studio after taking a week absence. And these two guys held the show on their own last week with guest host and senior NBA correspondent Thomas Jones Wortham, who did terribly in the best bet challenge for himself. But before we begin the podcast, <laughs> before we start talking about the trade deadline that wasn't, before we start talking about Drew and the gambling etiquette, before we start breaking down Can the I games for week nine, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want to ask you two, after the show that you two put on, in my absence, do you have anything you want to say to me? We apologize for the uh, long-winded uh, edit that we sent you, Mr. Oh, yeah, Gavala. it was like we sent the guy 90 minutes worth of tape to edit. No, 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 Hold on. You guys you had mean? it right. You guys had it right with the apology. Yes. But I didn't know. I didn't want an apology for the edit. Hey, Scorsese, you know, he, he when he cuts his film, it takes a while. You know, it's no, a I'm masterpiece. I'm not talking about the edit. I'm talking about the way you guys treated me. I had impressions of, of Christopher Walken and the worst Boston accent out of Drew I've ever heard in my entire life. I thought I was better than that. I mean, I, you know, I, I, you'll notice that I didn't engage in it because I'm not sure that I could have fully done the full Tony experience justice, but we did tread into a troublingly Christopher Walken-y territory. With <laughs> I was that going impression. for like Kyle, Carl Hanratty from Catch Me If You Can, like a cheap Tom yeah. Hanks, you know, something like that. All I know is I've never been more it's disappointed <laughs> in my friends. They say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and guys, I've not been flattered at all. <laughs> Maybe because the impressions were good bad. Good segue, Tony. You know what doesn't flatter me, guys? You know what doesn't flatter me? Yes. Okay. Here's a little uh, quick 411 on gambling etiquette. Now, when you make a best bet, which we have some loyal listeners, and I really appreciate that. Now, when you have the Dolphins as your best bet at plus 14.5, and they get up to a 14 nothing lead in the first quarter, yep. I don't want to hear from you, Mr. Cavallo. I don't want to hear from you. Great bet. Hell of a bet. Looks great. It's in the first quarter. There's a reason <laughs> there's a 14-point underdog. There's a reason they're 0-7. That's a reason. Now, on the contrary... Your dumbass best bet, the Panthers. That thing had no chance to hit. No. Nope. You can bury that in the first quarter to do some reverse psychology. Do you understand? Yes. You can bury that bet in the first quarter and say, wow, good luck with this one. <laughs> this one's dead. Do not text me. Folks, if you're listening out there, do not text a gambler. Great bet in the first quarter. Just don't do it. It's wrong. You know better, Tony. Thank God. Ryan Fitzmagic and that whistle blew when it did because, holy cow, I was about to bounce my head off the bar and uh, be a long night. So that's what I want to say. I, I, you know, Tony, I think we're even, bud. All's well that ends well. Am I right, Dangles? I suppose. I suppose so. Bad impressions and poor betting etiquette and all. All's well that ends well. Because <laughs> at the end even, of the boys. day, we're winning money on the Left Coast Gamblers podcast. Are we not? We are. We are winning money. We have the King of the Coast game that we play at the end of the at the end of the podcast. We each started with a hundred units. Drew and I are now tied. We are up to hundred and forty-one units on the Woo! year. Hundred than a pistol. Forty-one units on the year. Dangles, my friend, this is the first time all season. The new gambler the novice that you are you are under a hundred units for the year now I want to talk about this because dangles I think drew and I have done you a disservice we have thrown you into the fire no help whatsoever I Pretty do much I do want to be me and drew need to do a little bit more where we're helping you on the gambling side because you dangles are much like some of our listeners they've never gambled in their lives but they are they love football they love sports they want to step into these waters and drew and I need to do a little bit more teaching you on the how to well, do this correctly and I also think I can do a little bit more on instructing myself and being a little bit more um, intelligent with my bets as opposed to throwing darts at a wall and seeing what sticks yes uh, so I think I'm I think I've been th I was thinking about it uh, over the week as we were prepping up for the for the uh, pod today uh, and I thought to myself you know I think I need to be a little bit conservative build my reserves back up and then I can you know try for some of these three team parlays for now I think I just need to go where the money is you know bet numbers not football teams and yep. and and see how that goes for me so what we're gonna do now in the king of the coast section of our podcast which again is at the end of the show when dangles gives his bets Drew and I are both going to grade his bet. We're either going to give him a pass or fail on what we think of the bet. Not necessarily whether we think it's going to work. Oh, that's a good way to build up my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> kind of mean girls like, huh? But the, we're going we're to let you know right off the bat whether you're being stupid or not, Dangles, and that's what we're going to give to you. Do I have to care? No, no, you never oh, have okay, to care. No, no, no. As long as I don't have to care it's what you think. It's preferred if you don't, actually. Okay, good. As long as I don't have to care what you think, then that works out. So we have eight weeks on the season giving you best bets. As I said, Drew and I are up 41 units each. Dangles just under the number at 
at 97.5. Drew is the best better so far on this podcast, 7-1 and one on his max bets. And also, uh, he is 14-9 and nine on the season making bets on the show. I, myself, am 14-10. and 10. Dangles, you're doing okay. You're 11-13. and 13. You're right there. Did you write that on the back of a health bill? I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kaiser Permanente. Thank you for the scrap paper. Covered California, we love you. We're talking yes. about back of the envelope math. This is for real here. Yes. So we are at the halfway point. It's time to up the stakes in that. The King of the Coast stakes are going to be up. The max bet is now going to be 10. You must spend 20 units. We're going to get to that at the end of the show. We also have the weekly pick em, which dangles. That's where you're winning. Another 12-3 and three week. You are doing so well I mean, in the pick em. I have never said that I am a better. I've always said that I'm a football you guy. Know so, you football. know your uh, football. We also have gravestones coming at the end of this but in the open i did want to talk a little bit about gambling etiquette as drew talked about but i also want to talk about the trade deadline that has now passed us trent williams still a redskin aj green still a bengal jamal adams still a jet dangles we know this isn't the nba the mlb with their trade deadline and how much movement is in those leagues but are you a little bit surprised that none of those three names got moved at the deadline i definitely am i i thought one of them at least would go i, I aj green i think was my my yep. thinking my thought was that he would go somewhere he's you know going to come back from this injury and then he start with his new team wherever that was um by the way people we really need to stop falling for fake adam Schefters. oh That's a, yeah. it's a problem it's a problem right around the trade deadline it happens every year and and almost every time somebody gets somebody gets burned where someone will just repost Schefters like profile pic they won't change look at the username don't look at the picture because people just look at the picture and then they see stuff like aj green getting traded to the bills or mike evans getting traded to the packers and that before they before they suss it out they send a text to their friend and then you end up looking like an idiot when uh, when you go actually go and search the tweet out and go, oh, you know what? This isn't for real. Dangles, who got burned by a fake Shefty account this year? I did. Oh, did I you? did. And who, I did. And, and, I did. Hand up. I did. And, I who, did. and who alerted you that it I, was indeed fake? I did. It was you. Okay. It was you and your uh, your bill source uh, by whom <laughs> Shout nothing, out. by whom nothing gets apparently. <laughs> Shout out Brett Borak to make you feel better. Dangles, I text him. I go. AJ Green! Exclamation point. He just responds, fake nard. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's there's another step in the etiquette of talking to a diehard fan of a team because I got a text that, congrats on Mike Evans. What? Mike Evans to the Packers. What? In capital uh, capital letters. Mike Evans to the Packers for two first-rounders. What? With a million angry faces. Yeah. Of course, that was fake, but I did almost walk into a car when I was reading my text. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to text a friend that you know is going to explode over the news, Check your sources. Just remember, next year around the trade deadline, there's a lot of fake Schefters out here. we got to stop falling for fake Schefters. But um, I, I did expect to see A.J. Green going. Obviously, um, there was some uh, miscommunication, it seems, between Jamal Adams and the Jets' front yes. office on on what was going on, which, again, I've been saying for years yes. that franchise is not going to get better until their owner, Woody Johnson, goes, and they got to get rid of that, whoever the hell that GM is. Yep. That's that's terrible. Man, uh, that's uh, just terrible. Bizarre, isn't like, it over there? You don't uh, – who was it? There was uh, – uh, someone was saying, like, the, the, one of the players, I don't know if it was him or someone else, was saying, you know, like, the Patriots aren't taking calls on, on Tom Brady. The Rams aren't taking calls on Aaron Donald. Why are the Jets taking calls on me? Like, he's not, they, they're all, it's not apples, it's an apples and but oranges comparison, but team. he's that guy for their team. Yes. Yes, I agree. And uh, Trent Williams, to me, we kind of knew Washington wasn't going to be uh, intelligent enough to make a move. Trent Williams, over the next few weeks, look at hit what happens to him because I guarantee you he never plays a snap for the Redskins, and he's going to have a new injury every week and still get paid, still get a year on his contract, and this is all going to happen again come August. It's going to be a Trent Williams saga over the summer. Now, before we move on, Joe Flacco is going to be gone with a neck injury for a while. They're going to have a replacement QB in oh, Denver. damn. And also, Andy Dalton. The ginger benched. was benched for another rookie quarterback. We are getting more and more backup quarterbacks in this league. If we're lucky, they're a lot like the backup quarterbacks, Kyle Allen, Gardner Minshew, who are playing up to their resume. But the, I want to ask you guys, Joe Flacco and Andy Dalton, do either of them ever start a game in the NFL ever again? Andy Dalton does. You absolutely, think so? Absolutely, Andy Dalton does. It says something about the state of your team, not necessarily your quarterback, I think, when you are fourth in the league in passing yards and you're getting benched. He is fourth in the league, Andy Dalton, behind Goff, Rodgers, and Rivers in terms of total yards passed mm -hmm. for this year. With that wide receiving core, throwing to Auden Tate yep. and, and Tyler Boyd. And, and that's Erickson, not yeah. and that's not, and with a terrible offensive line, terrible. arguably no the worst game. offensive line and no run game. I, I give Andy Dalton credit for that, for still being in the top five in passing yards. I think he definitely plays another game. Joe Flacco, I'm not I'm not so sure about. I, I never understood why John Elway uh, wanted to invest yeah. in him. It's a, just another step in this chapter after chapter story of John Elway making terrible decisions at the quarterback position um, for his team. 
I don't I, I if I'm an NFL coach, I, I Flacco to me is nothing more than a quarterback. He's going to go the route of like the Chad Hennies and yep. the, mm. you know the the Josh McCowns, the Matt Schaub. the Matt Schaubs who you know, threw for four sixty by the way. Still will be a serviceable but will be a serviceable backup somewhere, and like I'll feel better about him Andy than Dalton a dude who's never taken a spot snap. somewhere. Somewhere, I think so. I could see him going somewhere like Miami in a in part of a rebuild uh, if huh. they're not happy with Rosen or Fitzpatrick. Huh. Guys, I think um, I think Andy Dalton's uh, entering greener pastures of wearing that hat, holding the clipboard. Yes, you think about him. I mean, that's a really valuable commodity to have as a backup quarterback. Yep. with his experience, and I think that's where he is. I think it's greener pastures. And yes, do I think he's going to start another game? Yes, I do. Hmm. As a backup. Okay, so he's going to be like a Matt Moore. Uh, I, I think I think I, I think I, I mean Matt Moore. I mean, listen, he was impressive on Sunday night. Yep. And I think Andy Dalton brings a lot of value. I can see him signing a, a halfway decent contract for one of the highest paid backup quarterbacks yep. in the league next year. I, as a Lions fan, I would love him as a backup quarterback. You guys know last last year was the first year in his career since he started in 2011. He's thrown for under 3,000 yards. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he puts up stats, man. Andy Dalton, to me, has always been middling. I don't think he gets a starting job in the NFL. I definitely think he becomes a backup for the next 10 years because he has the pedigree and he has the health. I I, I like Andy Dalton. He's not a quarterback I'd want on my team, though. Anyway. I mean, maybe he's not the guy I want to start building my franchise around, you know. No. But, like, if I'm the Miami Dolphins and I'm looking at a guy who's consistently in the top five, top ten in yardage, you eh. know, I mean, I, look, I'll, I'll take that. If eh. I can put a line around, if I can protect him. Eh. I feel the same way, eh. too. Eh. Well, but, you know. That's it. That's why we're here. Guys, uh, uh, before we move on to gravestones, I- I'm a little sad. We're already at the halfway point. We're week nine. Mm, we only go difficult. down from here. Yeah. Like, yes, it's getting difficult for gravestones, but guys, we're already halfway through the season. My favorite time of the year. That's true. It's well, going so fast. But then, it, but but even though it all is over, the football to come yes. should be exponentially better yes, sir. than the football that has been. Yes, sir. I know for me, I'm excited because I finally get to watch the Patriots play some real football teams. Oh, yeah. Here we go. There's going to be a couple of real matchups this week, and we'll break that down in the pick'em section. But first, got to go to gravestones. Dangles, you're going to be leading. Are you ready to kill a team? I'm very ready to kill a then team. Then let's jump right to it on the Left Coast Gamblers. Left Coasters. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here for my favorite part of the show, America's favorite game, the game of gravestones. This is where the three hosts of this podcast, Schaefer the Sharp, Tony Cavallo, and Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, we each pick a team that is not going to make the playoffs this current year. We put them into the ground and say it is over for them, RIP, sayonara. Over the past few uh, weeks, we've all killed certain teams. We have a grave pool of five teams. The Redskins, the Cardinals, the Giants for the NFC. Cincinnati Bengals, Miami Dolphins for the AFC. We all have killed various other teams in each conference. The key is we only do one conference each week, and each host, we go in an order. If they pick a team, the other host cannot choose that same team that week. Dangles won the pick last week. He'll be going first. I'll be second. Drew will be third again. Dangles, what conference are we going to? AFC. Ooh. Okay, the AFC. Dangles in the past has killed Denver and the Jets. I have killed Denver and Tennessee. Drew has killed the Jets and your Los Angeles Chargers. So, let's dive in to Gravestones. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today at the Church of Our Lady of the Leather. (laughs) (laughs) This is a dominatrix show. (laughs) What? Football's made of leather, you fucking moron. Romantics? <laughs> to bury football teams that will not make the playoffs. I've chosen the AFC as my conference this uh-huh. week. I'm going to be killing my first team from the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Okay. I know that I know that division is uh, all up in the air, but uh, I just I just don't think they've got it this year. Goodbye, Tennessee. I do love you, Mike Vrabel. Always will. He's talking about leather. He's killing a porn star mustache coach. And a guy who talked about cutting off his own penis. Dangles all over the place. Must be in a mood. I'm a wild card. Every every group needs a wild card, right? It was my turn to step up to the altar. (laughs) And this really hurts. Because I love this quarterback. I love this team. I love this head coach. But there is no chance. The one in six. New York football Jets are making the playoffs this year. No, there's not. Sam Darnold is seeing ghosts. And on today, it being All Hallows' Eve, it is time to take out the haunted man of Sam Darnold. R.I.P. Sam. Drew, you're up next. For those of you who don't know, 
Tony Cavallo is a talented opera singer. So this week, I'd like to debut my singing voice to the tune of Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. The Broncos must be high to sign Joe Flacco. <laughs> As you know, folks, marijuana was legalized in 2014 in the great state of Colorado. Since then, a wobbly Peyton Manning with a stiff neck led them to a Super Bowl. And John Elway has got quarterbacks, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, Case Keenan, Paxton Lynch, Chad Kelly, Joe Flacco, and now Brandon Allen. As the two-time Super Bowl champ, Mark Schlereth, said, they're not worth a squirt of urine. Huh. Vic Fangio's weight belt comes up high on his belt, right below his tits. This team is done. So long, Broncos. And with that means we have killed both the New York Jets and the Denver Broncos. And they join our now seven-team grave pool. So we will end this week's gravestones with our heads hung low, thinking somber thoughts with a moment of silence for those two AFC pieces of poop. Left Coasters. Back now to full volume, the Left Coast Gamblers. Tony Cavallo, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. We are here now to do the weekly pick'em challenge. Dangles, killing the game, killing the game. Last week you went 12-3, and three. Drew and I went 11-4. and four. Drew's still leading the season long at 77 wins, 44 losses. Dangles and I two games behind, tied record, 75-46. and 46. Dangles, however, holds the cards in this contest. He still has the best week on record in week one, only three losses in that week with 16 games. It's going to be tough to beat, but Drew and I, we got to do some work to do it, Drew. Hey, it's like Seabiscuit, baby. Just give us a horse ahead. It only We're gonna takes catch one week. It only Keep takes going, one week Come to on. go 14 and two. Come uh, on. Our guest host last week, sitting in my chair, T- Thomas Jones Wortham, senior NBA correspondent, ten and five. That's 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 okay. It's a respectable record. That's okay. It's a Definitely respectable. respectable. Record. <clears throat> his, uh, his best bets, however, no, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll address that. But let's do the uh, uh, weekly pick 'em dangles. However, there are four teams on the buy. Can you give me those four teams? Yes, sir. We have the Atlanta Falcons, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Los Angeles Rams, and the New Orleans Saints. Why do we do a Mary fuck kill of those teams. This is going to be interesting because it's really not so much who you marry or fuck. It's who. Well, actually, it's really not so much who you kill. It's who you marry or this? fuck. I should say. Uh, how about this? Uh, uh, marry fuck is going to be different. But Wait, for the... no. Uh, sorry, Mrs. Crookston. We have to put that in oh, there. Oh, right? so have, sorry. We, I said. I said sorry, the F Mrs. word. Crookston. I said the F word earlier. I've got a couple that I have to like make up here. I apologize. Intercourse Mrs. in the confines Crookston. of marriage and okay. sleeping in a biblical sense. I am married. So the <laughs> very good. So, so the marry and the effing. Will be a different conversation. And the killing, I want to go what team, since you're Atlanta, are you going to kill for the future? We're talking the future. These two teams are dead this year. We have them in our grave pool. So when we get to the kill section, who do you think has a worse future, Cincy or Atlanta? Does that make sense? Sure. Yes. I'll go first. I'm marrying New Orleans. I've been on them all year. They they are going to make me money on my season long over and my Sean Payton win coach of the year as long as Frank Wright goes away. I think New Orleans is the way to go. I am fucking the Rams. Damn it. Sorry again, Mrs. Crookson. I'll do better. I promise you. The Rams are a good team. Uh, it's They're going to be in the fight for their life to make the playoffs, however. I am killing the Cincinnati Bengals. I know Dan Quinn is a part of uh, Atlanta, but Atlanta still has the players to turn it around. I think Dan Quinn gets fired. A new coach gets in there, and Atlanta is the Green Bay of next year. However, Cincy has no hope whatsoever. They look like a distraught organization. I cannot believe they kept A.J. Green. Andy Dalton, for whatever you think, he's obviously not the answer, but what are you guys going to do in Cincinnati to make that better? I don't see a future there. Dangles. Your turn. Uh, I, I'm. I gotta go the same way with you. I, I marry the Saints. I. I. Uh, fuck the Rams. Sorry, Mrs. Crookston. Fuck the Rams. And can't remember if I kill what I'm supposed to do. And I'm, I'm also going to kill the Bengals because, look, this is an organization that unless there is some systemic change in the front office, it's not going to get any better no. in Cincinnati because this is a team they don't like to make big, splashy moves and throw their cap space weight around. And they've got it. This yep. team is not paying its players a lot of money. There is no one on that roster who is eating up a ton of money from their cap space. So if they don't stop this whole we just got to draft guys and Develop them into players, sort of thing, because they'll be new. I got news for you. It's not working. No, it's not. It's not working. You find yourself at the bottom of the AFC North every single year, pretty much. The only thing that's been saving you from that over the last several years is the fact that the Browns have been such a hot pile of shit. <laughs> like, something's got to change from the top. Otherwise, it's not going to get better anytime soon no. in Cincinnati. They've got to start making some trades for big name guys who can help them win now. 
Drew, that's it. Well, well, guys, I mean, I mean, great minds think alike. How can I not agree with you guys? Yeah. Of course, I'm marrying the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, the San Francisco team look. Listen, they look impressive. If you have to. If you have to give me one team to bet right now who's coming out of the NFC, it's going to be the New Orleans Saints. Yep. How can it not be? Yep. Who am I, uh, you know, dry humping, grinding, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, Over the outside the pants correct. stuff? Oh, outside the pants, of course. Outside you know, the pants you stuff. Know, some, some gene burn. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm definitely. Oh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Back to the old middle school, uh, back of the uh, whatever. Um, I, never mind. Sorry, Mr. Um, Crookston. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're definitely going the Rams. I mean, listen, they have a lot of potential. They have plenty to play for for the season. Yep. Um, and that is going to be a dogfight, like you said, Tony, to get in the playoffs in that very, very competitive NFC West. Yep. And, of course, I'm killing the Bengals. Remember when the Bengals fans were bitching about Marvin Lewis and all he would do was win eight to ten games a year, sneak in a wild card, get blown out in wild card round? Yep. Well, that looks those days are gone. Zach yep. Taylor looks like a camp counselor that is lost on a field trip. He's certainly over his head. Uh, I don't know what direction that, that franchise is going, but they have zero future, so... I am driving a stake into the heart of the Cincinnati Bengalis. So before we move to the Thursday night game, I do want to bring up something that TJ mentioned to me when he was in this seat last week. He had a lot of fun. I thought he did a great job, but he mentioned to me that Drew is a very interesting character. It was the first time you two have met, and you guys did the podcast together, and he told me, <laughs> this is, this is, i got to paint this picture for you all, because we're all sitting up. We're at, we're at the studio. We're sitting up. Our posture is great, and we're animated when we're sitting here and talking. Drew, when he gets animated, when he gets excited, he starts feeling himself. His hands go up and down his body, up and down his legs, <laughs> up and down his chest, up and down everywhere. And TJ mentioned to me that at one point in last week's podcast, Drew was feeling himself so much that he gave his nipples a little tweak. <laughs> he gave his nipples a little tweak. <laughs> I missed and, that. And, oh, and, and TJ, TJ asked me again, <laughs> sorry, Mrs. Crookston, but TJ asked me if this was a common thing for Drew. And I'm like, Drew, like, I mean, he's a handsy guy. He likes to feel himself. He likes to get himself going. So I don't want to make you self-conscious about yourself, Drew, but it was just a very funny thing to now witness. Oh. Oh my God, because of the, com- the, 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 the comments that he just made, he definitely had his hands going up and yes. down his legs a lot. It was hey. a very interesting oh. thing to watch. Hey, oh. I, my hands are up, guilty as charged. And TJ, I, 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 I can't speak highly enough of that guy. He did a great job. And uh, thanks to him, my girlfriend is wearing twine on her finger <laughs> because I went to the pawn shop on his recommendation <laughs> and uh, pawned my engagement <laughs> ring. And, uh, you know, like, and, and but listen, the, the, the next guest host does have a lot to live up to yes. coming in. And yes. listen, all the, all the next guest host has to do on his best bet is to lose by less than 38 fucking points <laughs> so thanks tj love you man oh, oh, let's man. move on to the all weekly right. pickup all right let's start off on thursday night the san francisco 49ers are in glendale arizona to take on the cardinals and we've arrived at the point very early in this week's show where we play america's other favorite game does Tony think the Niners are for real yet? I will tell you, that Niners team impressed me a lot against that Carolina. Oh, maybe we're finally here. It's week nine, and there I, ain't no one he finally believes. I'm sorry, seven, I no was, one he finally believes. I was here on, I was not here on the podcast, but I sent in my picks. I, I cannot play fake. I would have talked for weeks about how much Carolina was going to beat San Fran. I believe that fully with my heart, and clearly that so was wrong I. from the opening snap. Uh, Carolina didn't get off the plane. They just didn't get off the plane. San Fran beat them bad. It was disgusting how bad Carolina played. absolutely tortured Kyle Allen. So do I think San Fran is for real? Much more for real than I did last week. Am I excited for them to play real teams like my Green Bay Packers? I can't wait for them Mm, to play real teams. That'll be a fun game. They're not playing a real team on Thursday, though. I was so disappointed in the way Arizona played New Orleans against Drew Brees. I thought Arizona had a chance to keep that game close. They were out of their league in that. I think it's going to be tough. Thursday's always weird, but I'm picking San Fran to win this game. Yeah, uh, they're uh, on the road, obviously, but I'm also going to take San Fran. I've been I've been championing them for weeks. I think they're a real football team. I think they can beat you in a lot of different ways. Uh, and that, again, that defense is for real. San Fran. Listen, guys. I mean, it, Arizona. They 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 literally they've gotten a couple wins. Ugly. Um, Kyler Murray is not throwing all over the yard like people expected to. And yes, yeah, San Francisco is the first time all year I fell victim to the hot Tony Cavallo. I knew you were hot, 16-18. I was sitting there in my Super Contest. In hindsight, two winners, two losers, had a fifth pick. Of course I'd take the freaking Panthers. Of course I did. And that game just had zero chance to even come close in the first quarter. Um, San Francisco looks very impressive. And real quick, who, who, who would you guys take in a fight, the Bosa brothers or the three of us? Like uh, uh, I take one Bosa I versus take, the three. But, yeah, but no, absolutely. I'm saying like you know Nick and Joey versus the three of us. You think we could even just the like third hang. Bosa brother who I think is he, like a you Nick, know a dental hygienist. Nick or looks like, like that. Nick looks like a freaking circus Olay performer. That pick he had like <laughs> yeah. what is that? What a freak show! <laughs> he's he's nuts. my god, he's, impressive. He's so, an absolute freak. So clearly, question, I'm taking San Francisco. Now that you bring it up, though, the Bosa's versus the Gronkowski's. 
Ooh, versus the Watts. A uh, three-way, a triple Can we call Vince? A, can we call Vince at WWE? A triple threat match. Pick the three best from you. Actually, you could even do a fatal four-way with the Manning brothers. Oh, uh, Manning's bring, a dead. And bring, uh, bring what's his name? Uh, uh, Cooper. Uh, Cooper Manning yeah. in for <laughs> Oh, boy. Nick and Joey I'll, versus I'd watch uh, TJ that, and JJ I'd would be fun. I'd watch that triple threat. I'd watch that triple threat match. Absolutely. All right. Up next, uh, this is the Set Your Fantasy lineups on Saturday night alert, uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, which means 6.30 for us on uh, the West Coast. I get to wake up and drink coffee in bed and watch the football game. Cakes and eggs, baby. Cakes and eggs. and eggs. It's the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars at Wembley Stadium. Jacksonville Jaguars, the team of England. The team, yes. The team of England. Because of that, this has been my tried and true method for the history of London. If Jacksonville's in London, I am betting on Jacksonville. Jacksonville to win this game. That's who I'm taking. Just because they're in jolly old England. This is a home game for them. Give me the Jaguars here. Guys, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna I'm gonna settle up with you guys here easily with the Jags. I mean, you know, losing JJ Watt for the Texans has a big blow to that defense. Listen, the Texans book is easy. Protect Deshaun Watson, they're fine. We saw what the Jags did to an inept Gardner offensive Minshew line. looked incredible yeah, last week. I, I, I he think, was impressive. I think the Jags make uh, Watson's life miserable, and I like the Jags here in that London. That dude's confident. I really like the way he's leading his team. Let's move on to the 1 o'clock slate of games. The Chicago Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles kick things off. It's a reunion game for Jordan Howard. Interested for this game because Philly just got a huge win last week. Chicago, is is uh, their heads have fallen off. Matt Nagy is oh, fighting with the media. I God. don't know who to take this game. I think I'm going to take Philly just because Carson Wentz is better than Mitch. Yeah, they're home. I'm taking Philly. Give me the Eagles. I mean, like, listen, Philly had their backs against the wall last, uh, last week against Buffalo. They kind of they, they came out of it really impressive. The Bears, the, just just inept coaching by Matt yep. Nagy there. Pathetic. Uh, give me the Eagles. See, this is, though, this is a Chicago back against the wall moment. 100%. I was going to say the Bears are in the situation the Eagles were last week. Yeah. The difference, quarterback play, coaching. Yep. We're all on the Eagles. We're all on the same three sides of these first three games, which usually means disaster. Next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a not a good thing. All right, uh, not a long trip, gentlemen, from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia. Just five hours. Ooh, okay. Just five hours okay. on I-76 going eastbound, where we find the Indianapolis Colts playing the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. Fellas, Mason Rudolph is not the answer. Uh, yes, no, correct. No, Mason Rudolph is, is not the answer. Had a couple flashes. Deontay Johnson had a really long touchdown. Juju finally did something. Thank goodness. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, fantasy owners yes, rejoice. Yes, fantasy, fantasy owners of Juju Smith-Schuster rejoice. Uh, hell of a catch. Um, I like the Colts here still to win this game. I don't think the Steelers are put are we, together at all this year. Are we all on Indy again? we got to be on Indy. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not taking it against him. Wow. Moving on. I love Indy this year. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, this one's going to be interesting. I think more interesting than we think. It's the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins in South Beach. Guys, I want to lead it real something real quick. <laughs> okay, so I have the Dolphins plus 14, okay? Now, it's third and 22. It's third and 22, and uh, I'm up 14 to 3. The Dolphins have completely, completely, completely dominated. Third and 22. What does Brian Flores do? He brings eight. I've never seen him out. He brings eight. He brings eight defenders, and Mason Rudolph throws a little dumper to a right receiver who goes just to- listening to someone rant about this on another podcast runs, earlier today this who, exact play who runs a 4-3 to the end zone untouched before three yards and stumbles in the end zone i swear to god i'm not a conspiracy theorist i am not in fact i will fight people who think sports are fixed my god that seemed very fishy to me the dolphins don't want to win i'm i was so pissed off for that reason I think the Dolphins are playing better than the Jets. I think yes. the Dolphins might be better than the Jets. I can't pick the Dolphins because I don't think they want to win. I yep. just simply don't think they want to win. I, 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 that, that end of the play in the first half was fucking crazy. Sorry, Mom. I'm taking the Jets. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I would pick Miami, but again, Miami is doing things to not win football games. They want that first overall pick, which kind of kills my season-long bets. But, hey. I'm picking the Jets as well. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Dolphins for their yeah, first, first and you. only, first and only win of the season. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins here. I don't love it, but I, why not? You Race know what? I've, I've got I've got a little bit of room to spare in this side of our contest. All right. Uh, up next, just a little bit farther away to Kansas City, uh, we have the Vikings at the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Great game. Uh, do we know if Pat Mahomes is playing in this game? Well, I can tell you, boys, uh, the Super Contest lines were released today. Kansas City coming in at a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm. What that tells me is the wise guys in Vegas think that Mr. Mahomes is going to suit up. Mm. I can't be sure, but that line definitely indicates that Patty Mahomes is going to play Sunday. 
It's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting game. I think this is one of the games of the week. Very good matchup if Mahomes plays. I'm picking Kansas City at home because that team overall impressed me so much against my Packers last week. They we Packers went up 14-0 early in that game, and Kansas City never gave up. That could have been up. a 31 They never game gave up. Very easily. They played very well, those Packers. They're going to play Minnesota well. Kansas City wins. You guys know my stance on, on Kirk Cousins. He's a, t- he's a creature of habit. Yep. It's his 1 o'clock game. Yep. I like the Vikings here. Teams coming off a Thursday night game are 10-4 and four against the spread. Obviously, the question mark between uh, Mahomes playing versus, Fat, versus Matt Moore. I'll take my chances even if Mahomes suits up. Give me the Vikings here. Uh, Kirk Cousins against winning teams. That's why I'm taking Kansas City. Drew, uh, Dangles? I'm going to pick the Vikings here. We've talked about it in the past, uh, or at least I've talked about it in the past. I think we all have. Uh, that the, the, the game plan for beating the Chiefs seems to be control the ball. Yes. Control the clock. Hold on to the ball. That's how yep. the, Col- the Colts held on to the ball for almost 40 minutes when they beat the Chiefs uh, several weeks ago. That's how you beat them and get pressure on Pat Mahomes uh, is the other thing is make him make those ridiculous throws. Like there's nothing you can do about the left-handed crap and the no look throws. There's nothing you can do about that. That's just magical shit. Like if you can pressure the guy and make him make those throws, I think you put yourself in a better position to win. The Vikings run the ball a lot. They can control the clock, move the chains. Skull Vikings. Next up, we have the Tennessee Titans at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina wins this game. I don't think Tennessee's a real team. I really don't. I understand they keep playing people tough. The defense is very good, but I think Carolina wins this game. I love backing teams when they kind of hit rock bottom, guys. The Panthers, obviously, an abysmal performance last week. I do not think that's an indication of their team as a whole. Uh, and I agree with you, Tony. Uh, the Titans have had kind of two Jekyll and Hyde wins with Tannehill starting. Give me the Panthers here. Keep pounding. That's for you, TJ. Maybe a week too late in the best bet, pal. <laughs> Dangles. Panthers need a win here. Um, there was rumblings that Cam might suit up, but he probably won't. Probably won't. Uh, it sounds like uh, uh, Kyle Allen had a bad game last week. He's going to come back and, and make that better. All right, uh, let's move on. Final so, game. Sorry, Dangles. You're taking Carolina? Uh, yeah, I am taking the Panthers. I think they are going to win. Uh, let's move on. Final game of the morning slate, the Washington Redskins at the Buffalo Bills. Oh, God. Give I me mean, the Bills. I understand. Give me the Bills. There's p- that team's playing really bad football right now, though. Buffalo's playing really bad football right now. If there was anyone else in this spot, this is another team, Drew, that I don't think wants to win any games. So I'm picking Buffalo, but it's against my better judgment. If Case Keenum was healthy here, guys, and Trent Williams was starting, I would be very tempted, certainly, to take the points here in this game. Mm-hmm. If Dwayne Haskins plays, I think that's a dumpster fire. It's over. And waiting to get destroyed. Yeah. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. All right, uh, 4 o'clock games, uh, here we come. It's uh, 4 o'clock Eastern, <laughs> 1 o'clock uh, Pacific. Don't be too enthusiastic now, Dangles. Uh, I won't. I'll try not to. Uh, first up is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's a better game than people think. Seattle lost their center this last week for the season. That's going to be a huge loss for them. They're already weak on that offensive line. It's only going to get worse. Russell Wilson is making magic happen left and right. I still don't think Seattle's a good team. I think they're they're worse than their record shows. Even though I have them in the Winners League, I'm very Worried about that team. I will say Seattle wins this game, but look for Tampa Bay to come in and not be a pushover. I can't take Jameis Winston to win a game in crunch time. Yeah. I will talk more about this game later. Uh huh. For now, the Seahawks. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Seattle, 12th man. That's easy at home. Uh, all right, let's hop on the five, drive 13 hours south to Oakland where we have the Detroit Lions playing the Raiders. This is a great game. This is very much a game of are you a contender or are you not because the team that wins this will position themselves for a wild card run. I think the AFC is easier than the NFC. I think Detroit's had a tougher schedule and beaten better opponents. I love my Oakland bet last week. I love the way they played Houston. They should have won that game against Houston, but I am going with the Detroit Lions to come in and get a win. Love I, that. I am also going with the Lions. I think the Raiders are a paper tiger. I don't think they're as good as people make them out to be. They have one good wide receiver and uh, half a good running back in Josh Jacobs. Oh, he's a good running back. I'm I'm not uh, sold on the Raiders or that uh, or that team. Uh, I'm going with Detroit. Guys, this is the first home game for the Raiders in literally like two months. Yep. Uh, old trick of the wise guys. They love to fade NBA teams off of a very very long road trip. Mm. Um, I think this is a tough spot for Oakland, even they're playing at home. And, man, Maddie Stafford, my guy, who have never been a huge – you know, obviously I love him to death, but right. I've never p- put him on the upper – the top tier of quarterbacks. He's playing some of the best football of his career, guys. Yep. Big game for both teams. Like you said, Tony, the Raiders did play a great game last week. Of course, I'm not betting against my Motor City Kitties here. Give me the <laughs> Lions. 
Motor City Kitties. Moving on. All right, moving on. Uh, Tony, we'll uh, start with you here. We're continuing south on I-5, heading to Carson, California. Just uh, a hop, skip, and a jump from where we are right now at the Ooh. Left Coast Gamblers Studios. Uh. Uh, it's the Green Bay Packers at the Los Angeles Chargers. Which is going to be a home game well, for Green Bay. Might as well be a road game go. for the Chargers. What I would give to be at this game and be a part of that crowd, it would be an absolute I mean, you could still present. get tickets. Yeah, I could get tickets. You, I don't have a much big bank account, though. Look at the prices on those <laughs> tickets. Green Bay is a pretty penny. That's I true. will say, before I pick Green Bay, I'm obviously picking Green Bay. I will say, I want to throw some water on Aaron Rodgers for a second because I love, as you said, I love Aaron Rodgers. He's my guy. But... People keep talking about the throw he had to Jamal Williams in the back it of the end zone. Meant for him, That's dude. what I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to say. As he was falling, he threw that ball up to our six foot eight power forward Jimmy Graham to try, and no one else could catch it but Jimmy. Jamal Williams just so happened to never give up, never surrender, and keep running it out and made a hell of a catch. That's a Jamal Williams play, not an Aaron Rodgers play, and that's coming from the biggest Green Bay fan you know. So put some water on that. Green Bay, however, wins this game. I think the Chargers give him a game, though. Dangles, what do you think? This is uh, difficult. Um, the Chargers' big part of their issue has been, I mean, not only the lack of identity at the running game, but also their offensive line. They've had injuries, and that's been trouble. Uh, Russell Okung was back next week, and Phillip Rivers did not go down the way that he's been going down, which shows you just how important Russell Okung is yep. to that offensive line. Yep. I still think the Packers are playing like a team on fire right now. They are confident in themselves. Aaron Rodgers is just like cool as a cucumber in all his interviews. Like he's just feeling himself right now. That scares me. The way this defense playing scares me. They're a very, very difficult team to he's, beat. And I just don't think the Chargers have enough going for them. He's right never now. had a run game that he has today. He's no, never had a run not. game that he has today. No. Well, thanks, Tony, for letting us know that that throw wasn't intended for the receiver because I'm on a Southwest flight traveling back, watching that Chiefs Packers game on Sunday night football and do I have what do I have I have the Chiefs plus four in the super contest and when I saw that throw in the back of the end zone hit that pylon and you somehow he got over, his foot I headbutted my tray table <laughs> I headbutted my tray table it's a true story I picked up my iPad like this and I headbutted my tray table and <laughs> this flight attendant was like do you want another drink sir I said yeah yes, use my expired ass two coupons I hate the Packers. I think they roll here. Give me Green Bay. Okay. Okay. Up next this is the last afternoon game. The Cleveland Browns are in Denver at Mile High to face the Broncos. I don't think there's a chance in hell that this Denver run, uh, quarterback plays well whatsoever. I'm picking the Browns to win this game. I'm also looking at the Browns. I know how crappy they've played. I know how crappy Freddie Kitchens is, that bad old line. I'm looking at the Browns to make a run with this easy schedule coming up. Dangles. Uh, this is, I mean, I, hmm, I don't know. The uh, Broncos are home dogs. Um, Broncos stink. They do stink. Um, but what if this kid comes out and plays? Like, we all thought Kyle Allen would stink, too. It's been I, a good I, year for backups named Allen. You're not wrong. Uh, man, Cleveland is terrible. Um, uh, give me Denver to surprise here. I like it at home. Give me home dogs. If I was a Browns fan, I'd be so pissed that <laughs> somehow they like landed on Freddie freaking Kitchens. Like that guy's a dumpster fire of a coach. He's yep. a beef jerky salesman. He's a fraud. Yep. We've he's, gotten that line in every he, week. For I, the last I just three he's or a beef weeks. jerky salesman. <laughs> uh, saying that, I I do agree with you, Tony. That they played out. They played a freaking tough schedule. The Browns. Yep. I think maybe just maybe they get a win here. Give me the Browns begrudgingly. Freddie Kitchens sucks. Listen, right. that AFC North is winnable still. Baltimore is going to lose to New England. I think that game's coming up next. It okay. is. It is. Uh, it is. The game of the week. So excited for this. The Patriots are on the road to face the Baltimore Ravens. They always play classics. The only playoff game I've ever been to in my life, and I will never go to another one in Gillette Stadium because of this, was the Ray Rice game where he opened up the game with a 70-yard run for a touchdown in Baltimore and never looked 2012, back. 2012, I'm pretty sure. In the Brady-Belichick tenure, there has not been a bigger thorn in their side in the AFC than these Baltimore Ravens. I, They're going to give them a game. But there is no one that figures out quarterbacks and offenses more than Bill Belichick. They're going to shut down Baltimore. I'm sad because I have Mark Ingram in my fantasy league, and it's not going to be looking good. I have Lamar Jackson in another yeah, one. Yeah, he might get like a you know a one yard run or something like that for you. <laughs> New England a touchdown. New England wins this game. Dangles, you taking your boys? Absolutely. There's no one better in maybe in the history of football at taking away your biggest weapon than Bill Belichick. That's yes. what he does. Yes. He said in his press conference this week, Lamar Jackson is a problem. Of course, yeah. you know he's so he said it. Outright, he said, Lamar Jackson's a problem. He is a, he is a problem. Uh, I'm picking the Patriots. Belichick's going to take away Lamar Jackson. He's going to force the Ravens to and, and Lamar Jackson to beat them as a passer. That's how that's how they're going to beat the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. Runs the ball well. It's really effective. I think you're going to have to play good football. 
we haven't lost. We're nineteen and out in first and second year quarterbacks the last two years. So I think we'll win on Sunday night. Go Pats. Thanks, Drew. I've never hey. heard him say go Pats, by the way, in his twenty year career. William Belichick, everybody. William Belichick, I'll be back next week. Woo! I do want to say before we move on to the Monday night game, I know we're going long in the pick'em podcast, but this is a fact that needs to be said. I heard this on the Bill Simmons podcast. Seven times in Tom Brady's career, he has won ten straight games. That's Seven nuts. times That's in so Tom nuts. Brady's career, he's won ten straight games. That's so nuts. I was serious. Amazing. They, they're nineteen and overs, uh, rookie or second year quarterbacks. The last nineteen, I, I I agree. I think I think this is a good spot for the Ravens. I, I respect the hell out of John Harbaugh. Um, I just you can't pick against the Pats. Just can't yeah. do it. Dang it's hard right now. Game, last game Monday night. Monday night Cowboys at the New York Giants. This is always a good matchup. How do you think Giants fans feel about Daniel Jones now? Oh, um, I, I'm sure they're kicking themselves for for how they reacted, uh, uh, you know, when he was drafted. Of course, he's not the sexiest guy in the world, but right. he sure has been consistent. I think he's been okay. I don't think he's been good. I think he's been okay. No, and isn't that all you can really ask for from a rookie he's quarterback? With the like, look, you, how many guys are the Dak Prescotts? Are right. the Patrick Mahomeses? They're they're the exception. They're not the rule. And I think we've gotten to a point where we just expect these guys to come in and like be ready to to. And we saw with a guy like Dwayne Haskins, there are still rookies out there first round picks who are not ready to have the and keys it, to an NFL offense it also doesn't help Dak Prescott came into a playoff team Pat Mahomes came into a playoff team these other guys Gardner Minshew Kyle Allen came on to competitive teams the Giants are not a competitive competitive football team Daniel right Jones now. has made them competitive it, it, but it's much tougher to run a team that stinks than it is to oh, run no, the I'm Dallas agree- Cowboys I'm agreeing I'm agreeing with you I'm just I'm just saying that adds to what that adds to the credibility of what Daniel Jones has done for them and yes. much of it without Saquon Barkley yes I'm picking Dallas however same. Yep. Drew? Upset specials this week, boys. Really? J- Jason Garrett, I don't oh. trust him off a of bye. He's been traditionally terrible off a of bye. Oh. And I and I like the momentum in the Meadowlands for the Giants. Did you guys see Saquon shake that Lions defender Ooh. off the sidelines? He is a bad man. Ooh. And Golden Tate, man, you know, he was a, he's a fan favorite in Detroit. Really been balling out. I think Ingram and Slayton and Tate and Saquon. I like the Giants here. A little Monday Night Football. Do, 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 do. Giants. You well, had uh, you had the latitude to 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 make that underdog pick. I used up all of my chalk on that Miami pick well, earlier. <laughs> thank God you did make that pick because now we have picked in the Sunday pick 'em ten games the same. Ten games, all three of us it's picked be a the disaster same. Of a Can week. you guys guess what our collective records were when we did this last time? I think we picked nine games the same earlier it, this season. We were like just above. 500. We were each six and eight. Oh no, we were below five hundred. So worse. let's see if we're doing better this week. But that's the end of the weekly pick. Them the Left Coast Gamblers. We're on to my uh, my favorite part of the show, the King of the Coast. Right after this. Left Coasters. Left Coast Gamblers, we are back. Tony Cavallo, Schaefer, the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookson, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, the newbie, the novice, the one we're trying to teach and how to do this. I am Tony Squares. I call myself Tony Squares because I bet with my gut, and so far my gut has been right. I have 141 units on the year after starting with 100. Drew also has 141 units on the year. Dangles, you fell again. I think that's, uh, yeah, three straight weeks. You've lost units. We've got to get you better. We've yeah. got to get you better. You're go a little more conservative. You're We've at been nine, losing. 97 and a half units on the year after starting with 100, but there is plenty of time to make up room because the, the, the bets are going higher, the units are going higher, and we will continue to go higher as the season goes on. We are now at the halfway point. We must bet 20 units each week, and our max bet is 10 units on a bet. So the units are going to change. Dangles, you're up first. Your first bet of the year, of uh, the week. My first bet uh, My first bet of the week, I'm going to go to the London game. I like Jacksonville to cover the spread, plus two against Houston for six units. This game is going to be rainy. The Texans don't play in weather. They play in a stadium that closes up when it rains in Houston. The Jags do have an open stadium. They do play in rain. The Texans mm. also don't have a run game. If it's going to be rainy, it means they're going to be running the ball. The Jaguars have a run game. Mm. I like both of those factors to influence the Jags win. Obviously, we talked about their fan base in London and their home dogs. Mm. I think those are all things that uh, point to a good bet here. So I I'm like taking that. I'm taking Jacksonville I plus like two against, uh, uh, against I'm sorry, against the Houston, uh, Houston Texans. Texans in London. Shafe of the Sharp, do you give a pass or fail? Oh, uh, uh, passing with flying colors. Yeah, I give them a pass as well. Absolutely. I give them a pass yeah. as well. Drew, you're up. Guys, uh, I hit my first two-team teaser. Yes, hold the applause. Thank you very much. Uh, I never thought it would happen. I'm going to go back to the well here. I'm doing a two-team teaser, and I am going to London, Mr. Dangles. I am taking – I'm going to tease up 
uh, a six and a half point teaser. I'm betting six units to win five on the Jacksonville Jaguars plus eight. And then I'm going to Pittsburgh. And believe it or not, I'm not taking my beloved Colts. I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus seven and a half. Reason being, the Colts can't get margin, guys. I made the I made the mistake of taking them in the Super Contest at minus 5.5. This is not a team that gets margin. They play tight games. They win it. They win it at the end. I teased it up. A little bit of juice. Six units to win five. Pittsburgh Steelers plus 7.5. Jacksonville Jaguars plus 8. That's six units to win five. I will say right now, to spoil my picks, this is the first week, I think, in, in the history of this show, I'm not taking a Jacksonville Jaguar bet. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Houston comes back. And I'm plays a Jags a, fan here. I think Houston comes back and plays a little bit better. But, again, I would pick the Jags to win, but I wouldn't put money on it. My first bet, however, is the team I lost money on last week and just blew me out of the water, didn't get off the plane. Carolina is going to win this game against Tennessee. They are a better team. Coming back the, for more. They're going to be angrier than all hell, and they need to catch up to the New Orleans Saints, the six and 7-1 uh, and one Packers, the 6-2 and two Seahawks. They have teams that they cannot fall too far behind from. They going to come in and win this game i'm taking carolina minus three and a half i hate the hook i hate the hook i gotta take it anyway carolina minus three and a half five units dangles your second bet wowzers okay uh second bet i'm betting uh another spread the detroit lions plus two in oakland yeah I baby love them i don't even think they're gonna win this game i think they at least cover and more love uh, i'm betting six units to win six Six units to win six. Dangles, I love that bet. Passing grade. Passing grade, Drew. Move that bus. Oh, it's a mansion. It's gorgeous. Great job, Dangles. <laughs> Drew B, you're up. Okay, guys. Well, uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, what did I say? Double-digit road favorites. What are they when they under? They are 27-4. and four. If you remember a couple weeks ago, I took the under 41 in the uh, Swamp Bowl of San Francisco and Washington. There was a combined nine points in that game. So, now total, 28-4. and four. Double-digit road, um, sorry, a double-digit road favorite, which San, San Francisco is minus 10. That's a blind play for me, guys. I don't know what people are doing, and I did a little research. 38.3 points average on Thursday night games. This is easy, so I'm taking seven units on the under. The San Francisco-Arizona Thursday night football special. The number is 43 points on the game. You're taking the under seven units. I, I don't know if I agree with that bet because – I don't know. I see a lot of points in that game, and I don't know why. 28 4, Tony. 28 4. It's just a blind bet. I understand. Uh, uh, Dangles, my second bet is a lot like your second bet, baby. Detroit plus two. Detroit plus two. I really like these Raiders. I've talked about them a lot on the podcast, but Detroit is, uh, I think they're better than their record states. I think Oakland loses this game. Five units, Detroit plus two. Dangles, your final bet of the week. So right. far, you got two passing grades, buddy. My final my final bet, uh, I was saying earlier, it's a uh, week of spreads because I hated all the money lines I looked at this yep. week. Going spread again. I haven't gotten to my Patriots yet, and here we are. I've been making money off the Patriots. Yep. That's the only place I think there I've been go. making money the last couple of weeks is betting on the Patriots. They have not let me down yet. I believe in my team. I believe in my coach to get this done. Everybody says the Pats haven't beaten anybody this year. Maybe they're right. But this is the game where they are going to show that they are still the best team in the NFL, that that defense is not to be messed with or underestimated. Uh, also, the Pats are one of four teams in the NFL who are 6-2 and two against the spread, the others mm. being Green Bay, New Orleans, and the Rams. Mm. 75% chance against the spread. Mm. I like those odds, fellas. Minus four for the Patriots at Baltimore. Eight units. Dangles, you've already done it. You've already done it. You've already uh, made your bets as, as a more intelligent man. You're not yep. going crazy. You're not taking overs. You're not trying to piece things together. You're sitting here and going, this team is better than this team, and I'm taking the points. Three passing grades. Three passing grades for Dangles. Got to crawl before you can walk, right? Hey, you know, and Dangles, if you blindly bet the Patriots uh, over the course of Belichick's era, you would cash six out of ten tickets. That is a phenomenal percentage, 100%. Dangles, the past four weeks, has won 16 overall units on the New England Patriots. Incredible. Dang. Incredible. Drew, you, Drew your uh, max How many games are we going to win this year? Right. Drew. Okay, Tony, uh, you want to remind the listeners what I am on best bets for the year? 7-1. 7-1. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to Seattle. Now, Bruce Arians had some harsh words for his receivers, not Jameis Winston, after last week's yeah, loss. That's a little weird, he, isn't he, it? He, well, you know, I was watching that game. Two, two interceptions that Jameis had right off the receiver's hands, into the and obviously that early whistle. Yep. Bruce Arians, as a coach of the Arizona Cardinals, facing the Seattle Seahawks, 4-5-1 and one straight up. Mm. The Seahawks, this year, home record, 2-2 two and two straight up. Mm -hmm. Both of their wins care to... Uh, Want to know their margin? They've won each home game that they've won by one point. Mm -hmm. This is a simple game. Tampa Bay getting six points. I love Tampa here. Bruce Arians had some fire for his team. I think they're motivated. I think Jameis, it definitely makes me nervous back in Jameis here. Six points is way too much. I think the Tampa Bay 
Buccaneers have a great ch uh, chance to win this game straight up. Back up the Brinkstrup, baby. That's a max bet. Ten units. Best bet. Tampa Bay plus six. Tampa Bay plus six. Wow. Ten units. Our first ten unit bet, and I'm following it up with our second ten unit bet. Because, guys, did you guys watch the Monday night game? I watched the Monday night game. I uh, watched the Monday yeah, night game. Yeah, I was invested in it. Thank you. Pittsburgh barely beat the Miami Dolphins. They, they, I know they won by 13, but come on. The Miami Dolphins are a college team, and Pittsburgh barely beat them. How is Indianapolis... The AFC South leading Indianapolis. How are they only one and a half point favorites? I was wondering about this spread too. These Pittsburgh when I Steelers. At it. I didn't want anything to do with it because it's too close. Listen, it's fishy. I understand Heinz Field is a tough place to play. I understand Pittsburgh's defense of young, powerful players are now coming together. It's going to be difficult for Jacoby Brissett, but Jacoby Brissett might be the most impressive player of the season so far. What he's done in Indy and that team has done around him has been unbelievable. Replacing a guy who likely would have been a Hall of Famer had he continued playing. And his performance has been nothing short of miraculous. He has brought that team back, and I understand they keep winning these games close, and that, that eventually will come back to bite them. It is not going to bite them in this game. Indy minus one and a half. Indy minus one and a half in Pittsburgh. I'm putting 10 units on that bet. Drew, you and I were tied at 141 units. This is the first time halfway through the season we're upping the unit prices again. We got a lot of bets going places. I'm excited to see where we end up at the end of this week. Dangles, I would love for you to win all three. Me too. I would love I really for you would. to win all three. To, to, to close our show, I do want to say our senior NBA correspondent and guest host last week, Thomas Jones-Worth, and played the first guest host game. We gave him 10 units out of our stack and said, bet three bets, whatever you want. He came away minus six units. Well, he bet it all on the Panthers. That's why. Minus six units on your he bet it all Carolina Panthers. On the Panthers. And I also, you know, like I said, my, my fiance's engagement ring, she's wearing twine on her finger. So thanks, TJ. Before we go, quick Super Contest update. Okay, halfway through the halfway through the season, boys. Uh, it's not how you start. That's how you finished. Now, I started hot. A I feel little. like you've said that at the start of every I, single I, one I, for I, the I, last three weeks. Eventually, 22. you're going to have to finish. <laughs> yeah. Listen, 22, 17-1, 54%. That's well above average, not good enough to cash. I'm bouncing back here, boys. Let's go. I'll take that as a batting average, I suppose. Right. You know, right. 500. Hey, Let's go. Congrats 20, to your Washington Nationals on winning the least, World Series. At champs. least if you don't have football, you've got the baseball. Right. Another two championships for a city that hadn't won a title in like 40-some-odd, 30s, 40 years before the Capitals won it a couple of years ago. Seven the, the road wins. Stanley never been Cup. done before. Seven road wins. Incredible series. Incredible series. Incredible series. Hopefully the NFL ends as, as excitingly as the World Series and MLB did. I'm excited for it. Left Coast Gamblers, baby, we got some changes coming to the show in the upcoming weeks, and we're ready to blow up. Uh, if you are watching this show, it has never been more imperative for you to go down, give us five stars, give us a subscribe, give us a review, help us grow. We are going places, folks, and we are making you money. That's the point of this show. Signing off now, Tony Cavallo, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. We're on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, under the name The Left Coast Gamblers. We, you can listen to us anywhere you want to listen to a podcast and help us grow. Share it with your friends. We're happy to be here. Guys, Halfway through the NFL season, halfway through the NFL season, we've had some bittersweet. fun. Bittersweet. It's bittersweet. It is bittersweet, but we got a slate of games, and we're going for the future. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Ram it. Happy for Expo fans. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!